Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. That's from Rick Neuheisel and Friends. Uh, have you completed my rebuttal? Yeah, it's done. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's All done. Right. You want me to type it up for you? Uh, can I read your handwriting? Uh, yeah, it's, there's a couple of scratches in there. All but... right, well, why don't you type it up? Well, you can, Since you're me... my ghostwriter. Are you going to give me credit my, for My it, ghost though? rapper. Are you going to give me credit? Of course for... I'm going to give you credit. I wouldn't take credit. Come on. Give credit what credit's due. Here we go, boys. Why'd you make that incredulous look? I don't like know, you? because it's real easy Why while I'm not I... around to walk in there with something like this and be like, you know what? I wrote this for you, Rick. It's real no, easy I'll for you. Type it up. I'll say my, my, my entourage helped me with this. You can't do that. Why not? Oh, because I want credit. I, your entourage didn't help you with it. I did. I helped okay. you with it. My one-member entourage. If you're confused about what we're talking about, Rick Neuheisel <laughs> sings these songs on the SEC on CBS uh, College Football Today with Brian Jones, Adam Zucker, and Rick. So college football. He sings these songs, yeah. and they're, they're, they can be trying at times for Brian because he gets thrust into this role where he's got to stand around and be a backup singer. So it's not Brian's forte. Mm-hmm. He, he likes Rick. He respects Rick. But when it comes to these things, yeah, he'd rather be talking some ball for well, those three yeah, minutes. And plus, <laughs> plus, I can't sing. Right. It's just a tough spot for yeah. Brian, right? Tough spot. Out of my wheelhouse. So so I said, well, you, you got to step up now and do something. Yeah. Hey, how about a, mm-hmm. a diss track to, to Rick mm-hmm. Neuheisel? So I've got a, a diss track for Rick Neuheisel here for you. So there's Cool. A, there's a couple of things I can I can say from this, and there's a couple of things I can't. But see if you can read that. If you can't read that, I'll All type, right. type it up for you. Let me see. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, you can read it? Yeah. It's a couple things to. spelled phonetically, too, right. like like guitar. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to guitar. Right. You know? Yeah. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you spell guitar. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think you need to. I think the guitar works more than the guitar in that spot. <laughs> You know, of course, it's yeah. word, word choice. It's critical. Spelled Neuheisel correctly. Oh, did Ooh, I? Look at you, boy. Well, you know, big brain on Brad. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but I'll take it. All mm-hmm. right. So there you have. It. So you're just gonna break it out in a production meeting? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I'll do it when we get on, when we get on set to to uh, to rehearse. You know, we yeah. could if you wanted to. We could record it, and you could play it for him. Aha, uh-huh. I was thinking that as well. Yeah. Just give it to the audio guy, have him play it over the whole studio system. Yeah, we could do that mm-hmm. if you want to hang out. No, not today. <laughs> no, no. We got till, we got till Saturday. How about th- see me on Thursday? Okay, sure. How about that? Sure, we'll see you on Thursday. Yeah. You uh, want to hang on to this? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cause I, I, I'm not going to remember it, so yeah. you're going to lose it. It'll be in there where my socks are I gave you. No, I told you. I took oh, you those, took them out. That's took right. Took those out, and yeah. I wear them. You wear them. I wear those socks. Cool. Yeah. You the man. All right. No, All you're right. the man. Really. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad news looks like coming for David Johnson. Cardinals running back could be out up to 12 weeks with this wrist injury that could require surgery. 
Uh, no one has said he's going to be out for the season, but 12 weeks is what been floated around. Yesterday, there has not been a definitive date, uh, but 12 weeks seems to be the consensus. And I, of course, because of fantasy football, are hoping for less. Um, and it just it stinks for David Johnson. It stinks for the Cardinals, and it stinks for everybody who invested in him in, in fantasy football, that's for sure. And, and this Cardinals offense, I think, is just in dire straits. I, they They really, really are. Because Carson Palmer, who was done last year, looked even more <laughs> done in week one. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who is one of the pros, pros. This guy is the man. He's going to Canton immediately. It should be a unanimous vote. I mean, this guy is just one of the greats. But I mean, he's, he's just he's a shell of himself at this stage of his career. You know, John Brown is a guy that they thought would step up and, and, and be a bigger part of the offense. But Carson Palmer can't get the ball down the field to him and utilize his speed enough for him to be effective. And now behind David Johnson, uh, you've got Kerwin Williams, Andre Ellington. There's thoughts that Chris Johnson is going to be right. re-signed yeah. and brought back. I think they would bring him back. Oh, this I mean, this season has got 4-12 and 12 written all over it now <laughs> that their only good offensive player who's left in his prime is now going to be shelved for up to two months. More they, than that. They got Blaine Gabbert. Come on. Oh, Remember how crazy Coach Arians was about Blaine? He said he's playing so well this preseason. So they can They're going to need him. him. I mean, yeah. seriously. Uh, I think they bring back Chris Johnson, and Chris Johnson was surprised that he was he was cut. Yes, he's dealt with injuries since uh, he signed with, with Arizona, but he, he knows the playbook, and, and he still has some uh, elusiveness in those legs. So uh, why not bring him back? But is he going to be a David Johnson? No. So they've got to have other people pick up the pieces. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he can continue to do his thing. And, and John Brown was a, a, all the rave a, a couple of seasons ago, and and uh, we'll see if he can find that magic again. But they definitely need to step up. And the defense, they cannot give up a game like that. I understand you had some turnovers in that game, and Detroit has some short fields, but the defense has to play better. Everyone has to step up now, especially with your best player out. Yeah, this was a team a couple of years ago, and I could I could smell it coming last year. I remember doing a show over – on FAN with a fill-in guy, and I mentioned that, but before the season started, how the Cardinals, I thought, were just going to take a big step backwards, and all he just thought that was the most ridiculous thing he's ever heard in his life. I remembered that the entire season, and now, I mean, this is a window-closed moment for them. I mean, this was a team that, you know, uh, before last season, back in, in 2015, looked like a Super Bowl contender and, and has, has fallen apart. And you just you just hate to see a guy as talented as David Johnson, regardless of the fantasy stuff. And I know there's a lot of people who don't have him that are now are happy, like Pete Bellotti in there, the little jerk that he is. He's happy that I, I, oh, he's happy. Game. He's he's a fist pumping he, in there the other day. David Johnson is hurt. Yeah, that's wow. I mean because he's a, he's a, he's a slug. What a jerk! Pete, that's what he is. He's a that slug. man's career. Yeah. Resent your remarks. I mean, <laughs> you, you did. Resemble them. Did you not fist pump yesterday when I brought up David Johnson on the air? I just did it to um, to tweak you. Oh, okay, sure. But you're still happy about it. I am not happy for a man that gets hurt. Oh, okay. But you're happy that he's not on my fantasy team. That's a reigning champions. No comment. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. You're a slug. See, Mike's not like that. Mike. Mike wants to go up against the. Like, I think I'm playing Mikey B this week. He wants the best of the best. Yeah, you'll, wag- you'll probably crush me. I don't know. Not without. No not I'm without doing. DJ, man. Not without DJ. So get so well, how'd David you do Johnson. Last week? I did great. Oh, okay. I scored the most points in both the leagues I'm in here out of anybody, two of them, oh. and uh, won my my uh, DraftKings league. Okay. Um, won that with twelve friends. 
All right. So what, what did David Johnson? What were his numbers? His stats from? Uh, he, he didn't. He didn't do well. All right. So you did fine without it. You yeah, but it's just it's a one off. Yeah, it's DJ right. man. So I hear he's, you. He's the man. And the rookie running backs right now are all the rage in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you saw another one last night. Well, two of them last night, really, in the in, in the first game, where you had uh, Dalvin Cook just tear it up. And, and really, at the end of the game, with that big run, he had some really impressive numbers. And then also Alvin Kamara, who I think he didn't have a great, didn't have a Dalvin Cook night, but is someone you can really keep an eye on. You add that to Kareem Hunt, his performance yep. on Thursday night. Yep. Leonard Fournette, how yep. good he was mm-hmm. for the Jaguars. I mean, this is... Yeah, Tariq Cohen coming out of nowhere for the Bears. Little I, bitty dude. Yeah, I mean, it's... Chicken salad. You know why they call him chicken salad? No. You don't know why? Not because he can eat it. He can turn chicken into chicken oh, salad. Oh, yeah. that's his nickname? Yeah. Chicken, chicken salad? Chicken salad. Wow. Oh, right. Because you take the chicken poop and you uh, make uh, it into a meal. Yeah, you make it into chicken salad. That's what uh, Barry Switzer used to say about Joe Washington way back in the day. Okay. Oklahoma. Boy, I can turn chicken into... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, just say no more, Brian yeah. Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that a lot of these coaches, especially with the running back position where guys fall off very quickly, they just send these guys out there early in their career, rookies, and they make sure that they're good in pass protection. That's like the one thing they, they're always worried about with these young guys. So they they make sure that they're ready to go, and then mm-hmm. they just run the hell out of them because, <laughs> because you have like a fresh back for like three years, right? <laughs> I mean, look at what what Mike Tomlin did with Le'Veon Bell when he came back from suspension last year. I mean, he was 100% of the offense. David Johnson, too. It's like having a player and a half. And that's why these guys hold out and try to get their money when they can get their money because yeah. they know the shelf life is limited. Right, but it was still a pretty – I mean, as far as the market went, that was a great deal for Le'Veon Bell. And I don't think anybody thought there – I'm not saying don't get your money. I'm just saying when you get presented a fair deal mm-hmm. and you're not getting screwed and you're going to be the highest paid running back with an annual yearly salary that I believe was six million more than the next highest paid running back, you take that deal. Well, that, that that's the, their side. He's saying uh, that wasn't true, and I know that there are reports out that his agent said it was. So I don't know who to believe. Uh, I'll believe the side that said that his agent said that it was a fair deal that he had to turn down that it was a good deal because. From personal experience, the guy who reported that story is the most reputable beat writer I've ever been around in mm-hmm. my life in Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going to believe Yeah, And that. I know my man Omar Khan is a, is a square dealer. He's fair. Yeah, he is. I had lunch with him once. Did I ever tell you about that? No, no you know? didn't tell me about that. Me and Omar Khan. Yeah, it was tell over at the, the Steelers facility. Really? Yep. And I walked in there, and, uh, and Omar Khan was, was sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat down and I said, hey, Omar Khan, I'm Greg. <laughs> you like the sandwich? And then we had a little bit of a discussion. Really? Total distraction to the organization. Yeah, it was, uh-huh. a, it was a distraction. Did you talk numbers? No, sense? I didn't no? say I didn't want to do that oh, with him. Okay. I don't want to Omar. do that. I don't want to. I was just talking about where is he from, where I'm from, all that stuff. Omar is the man. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's the cap guy there yep. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Long time. That's what we're Left talking about. the Saints, about. went up to Pittsburgh. He's been there forever. Yeah. I think Hazlitt may have taken him up there. I'm not so sure. Uh, Mikey B, and I know it's not his fault, but he did put this on the rundown. The only reason mm-hmm. why I didn't I didn't scratch it out was for this purpose right here we could talk about. Who should the Texans start in week two? Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. There was a sign outside of a bunch of rubble 
that was in Houston that had been destroyed by Hurricane Harvey. And in front of that rubble, this is a true story, in front of that rubble, there was a giant piece of wood. And spray-painted on that wood, it said, we're still better than Tom Savage. (laughs) Oh, God. Never stops. Never stops. So this was a real thing. Football's king. Tom Savage is a nice kid. It looks like Nicolas Cage. He has far exceeded his talents. He should have never started this many games in the NFL. It's time for Deshaun Watson. (laughs) And if you watch that game on Sunday, the second Deshaun Watson got into the games, almost like Tom Savage and Brock Osweiler last year, now the shoe's on the other foot. But the second that Deshaun Watson entered that game, everybody woke up in that stadium, including the Houston Texans offense. And he throws a touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre Hopkins you know, is, has to be over the moon about it. Uh, Deshaun Watson is ready to play. He deserves to play. Yeah. He is the starter. Don't delay it anymore. You're not going to hurt him by throwing him in this early. You're only going to help him because this is someone who will figure it out because he's he's going to be good. He's that smart, and and, and the guy is a, a pro's pro. That's how he carried himself. Uh, they're at Clemson. He will do that with the Texans as well. And, and it was a mixed bag, as you might imagine, when you thrust a rookie into the limelight first NFL game. And that whole team, I, I, you, you hate to make excuses, but they had to have been in disarray. They didn't have that final preseason game. Your starters weren't going to play that much in that game if all. Uh, but still, you used to a regiment that gets disrupted because of, of Harvey, and 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 then Savage comes out and doesn't play as well. But it's going to be interesting to see who starts because DeAndre Hopkins. Remember, he came out and and gave that full throated endorsement for Savage. Of course, he's played with him longer and and has had some success when he uh, was put in place of Brock Osweiler. And and now there may be a, a quarterback controversy ensuing or. Maybe not. Nip it in the bud. Say, hey, this is our guys who we're going to run with. Maybe that last week was a one-off for Tom Savage. You you watch the film and you're like, okay, it wasn't as bad as it, it looked. Uh, but, you know, here are the things we need to correct. We're going to continue to roll with Savage. Or, as you said, as uh, Coach O'Brien said Sunday, I, I felt like the offense needed a little injection of energy and Deshaun could bring that. And that's why I, I removed Savage and, and, and put Watson in there. So he's got to make up his mind. I think I saw some stat where it's, the last three years, he pulls uh, quarterback. He, he pulled yeah. his quarterback. Yeah. Uh, it, it's because oh, they all the suck. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good one now, so that's the difference. <laughs> At least I think he's got a good one. And if the question is, you know, who will start? I don't know if Bill O'Brien is dumb enough to throw Tom Savage back out there. That I don't know. He still may, but who should start? To me, it's a hundred percent to Sean Watson. Enough, enough messing around. You know, mm-hmm. you never thought that Tom Savage was going to be a factor on this team. I mean, he was a third-string quarterback behind Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett. He was the third stringer in that situation. Well, he was a factor last year. They played better when he got in there. Yeah, so well, on the be- strength of that, because they had you know the the equivalent of all right. That's that's fine. They had the equivalent equivalent of we know what they had a stinking pile of you know what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but that second half that he came in, that game is the only time he played well. That was it. You know, everybody goes back to that, and they're saying that when you think about Brock Osweiler versus Tom Savage, and then Savage comes in, the offense looks good. Well, certainly it did. Mm-hmm. But then after that, he wasn't any good. And then, and then by the way, you know, with the with the playoff situation with the Texans, that ended up being Osweiler playing because Savage ended up, was a concussion, He's right? Concussed. Yeah. So Tom Savage has done nothing but. 
come into one game and look good. That was it. That's all he's done. So well, there's really no the reason to keep it. Small sample size, and, and that was more than enough for their top receiver, who just got paid a ton of a ton of cash to to endorse him and say uh, he's a better quarterback. He's not. And, and now, well, I'm going by the guy who has mm-hmm. to catch the balls from him. And you don't I, believe I, it? I, well, I, <laughs> you don't believe it. You know you don't believe. I it. I know Deshaun Watson has more talent and and should be a better pro than Tom Savage. I know that. Well, he will be a better pro. He didn't draft And the Sean defense Watson. didn't play that well either. Well, yeah. And that's why I say I think this was a one-off. Yeah. They'll I, play much better. I know it's a tough situation, but I thought we've seen some of these emotion games where, like, uh, the Saints after Katrina and the Steve Gleason block punt. I thought you might get some of that in that game with the Texans, but it was like the opposite. It was almost like they were exhausted and rightfully so from the circumstances. And they don't have their there. best uh, offensive lineman. He's still holding out. Dwayne Brown. Yeah, that is a – you don't want to talk about leverage, but, I mean, if you think about it, the, you really don't have a ton of leverage as a player. Yeah, the team watches its offensive line crumble in front of their eyes, but at the same time, he's still going to be getting fined like crazy. More reason to put Deshaun Watson in there because you don't have your best offensive lineman. Who's better, more adept at evading pressure? Who's better Watson at everything, Brian? He's better at everything. <laughs> uh, not just yet, he's the, but he will be. I mean, He will be. He's better at everything. He's I, better at reading defenses than Tom Savage? Yeah, without a doubt. No, not yet. Yeah, he's Not there. pro defense. Uh, he's right there. What is he, Colin Kaepernick now? Are you throwing that out there? Getting rid of defense? <laughs> Why are you holding this man back? Huh? You taking knees gonna... behind our back we don't know about? Uh, Throw him in there. I'm going to do that Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You're going to take a knee during the new Heisel song? That would be hilarious. Protest. No. All right. Coming up next. We'll have an Andrew Bogus update. And Willie Cologne, he played broadcaster. Fo- yeah, he's a sports broadcaster. Yes, now. he played football what for a long do? time. I got a lot in common with Willie Cologne. Really? Yeah, that's right. Hofstra. Hofstra. Yeah, grew up in New York. Hopefully, he's more Pittsburgh. excited about his alma mater than you are. Oh, he probably is. Yeah, I mean, he probably had a. Positive- they don't play football anymore, right? No, they don't. Mister Gianni has a degree from Hofstra. <laughs> yeah, Spence, where you been, man? Hofstra. <laughs> his name's Spencer. Spencer, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you said Spitz. I said Spence. Oh, Spence. All right, yeah. I was he say. has a degree in communications from the University of Texas. That's right, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't communicate. <laughs> We're coming right back. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Dress down employees and make yep. them feel terrible. Yep, and then build them back up. Got to strip them down. By throwing staplers and tape dispensers at them. Whatever Media it takes. icon. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yes. But on the Different. flip side, too, you get kisses from random white women when you're sitting at your desk in the morning, too. So it's... Uh, See? Yeah. It, being black has its good side, too, every now and then. <laughs> that sound you just heard was Brian throwing a uh, spool <laughs> at Mikey B. That sounds so bad. Yeah. yeah what? My- that was a good day. That was not a better man there. What? <laughs> no. You were great. I should never have done anything to you. I'm sorry. Do you want? He's the best man. It was a terrible throw. You might be a best man, but your arm <laughs> is crap. Yeah, your, arm oh, is, your arm is bad. The stapler? Everything you've thrown. Yeah. Except for one random baseball. Yeah, you you look like a T-Rex. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have a torn rotator cuff. Oh, I don't care. It Whatever. Whatever. Don't, I mean, care. don't make Whoa. any excuses. Okay, let's see how it works. Uh, 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 uh. No touching. Uh, no touching Tiki and Tierney props. You have a good swing. Yeah, that's right. When you hit Mike with a bat, 
you really you drilled him there. He swings a lot better than your throws. Better uh, remember, swing. better man show uh, coming up at some point. Check your what? local listings. Where, 72 million homes. Right, where Brian will invade those homes That's and right. teach you how to abuse colleagues, co workers. So you take that to Scotland with, or somewhere, okay? With, <laughs> with baseball bats. What was that? The yeah. Scotlanders. Uh, <laughs> I remember everything. Yeah. That was. <laughs> All right, just oh, stop. <laughs> Willie Cologne's coming up next. You guys so, are trying to ruin my career. You're, no, like no, you're doing a good job. Yeah, of but you're going to play it back. <laughs> I mean, there's audio proof of you well, ruining you your career. Well, you should be recording it. it's our fault. I got <laughs> from a horse a couple years ago. It felt yeah. great. We didn't yeah, say that. You did. Yeah. That did sound too exciting. Got his ass in the grease. All right. We could go all day with this, so we got to stop. <laughs> we got that many drops. Oh yeah, we do. And it's only been like the two years and eight months. Right? Yeah. Oh, you nasty! Willie Cologne's going to join us in a couple minutes, so we got to get to the bogus update. Go ahead, Andrew. Your update's brought to you by Ring Central, the global leader in cloud communication and collaboration solutions. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Brian Black on Black Crime last night in Denver. New Broncos head coach Van Joseph beat a new Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn 24-21 to close out Where else could you say that? Honestly, what other show in America? What other sports talk show in America could you do that during the update, right? Because you're black. You could. I don't don't know many. There aren't any, I don't think. Sounds yeah. like a promo to me. I'm going straight to HR. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get a one promo, one liner. We they didn't approve. Yeah, <laughs> all the leaves are brown. And so is Brian. <laughs> You're black. I don't know why they had a problem with that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're conservative. On <laughs> yes, they are. and tyranny these days. Uh, so jo- <laughs> Joseph's team took a 24-7 lead into the fourth quarter, but didn't win until Shelby Harris did this with one second left. The snap is down. Oh, the kick may have been blocked, and it was! The right-footed kick was blocked! It was blocked! For a 24-21 Bronco win, as called by Kevin Harlan on Westwood 1, Lynn held down by the man once again. It hurts, but we don't have time to, uh, we don't have the 24-hour rule anymore because we got to go back to work here on Wednesday. And so uh, the Dolphins are in town waiting on us, and they don't care about this game and how we feel. The Dolphins are practicing in Oxnard, California because of Hurricane Irma. The turnovers, or two turnovers, led to two charter touchdowns in that fourth quarter. Then a missed field goal gave Ellie the chance at that tying 44-yard kick. The Vikings got to the finish line with ease down in the Saints last night, 29-19 in Minnesota. To start the Monday night doubleheader, Sam Bradford threw for 346 yards and three scores. Adrian Peterson ran for just 18 yards in his New Orleans debut, which also happened to be his first game back in Minnesota. The Detroit Lions didn't come close to cooling off Cleveland last night. Here's the pitch. A swing and a line drive. Gapper, right center, gets down, goes to the wall. Diaz scores. Gomes scores. Look at Allen flying, scoring. Lindor, head first, slide at third. It's a triple. Did I say Lions? Did did anyone not score? Yeah, uh, Tigers losing to the Indians. Three runs, triple there from Francisco Lindor for an early 5-0 lead, which became an 11-0 final, which gave the Indians their 19th straight win, the sixth team ever 
to win that many in a row. On the flip side, the Dodgers dropping their 11th straight 8-6 in San Francisco in a game that ended at 2-11 Pacific time because of three hours of rain delays. And UCF has canceled Saturday's football game with Georgia Tech because of Hurricane Irma, their stadium being used for about 1,000 National Guard troops. Boys? All right, Bogus. No, we just saw this Ted Cruz story, and we have Yo, to you get just to that. saw it. Yeah, I didn't know. When did it happen? Uh, I think yesterday. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. That basketball ring. Something that he liked on Twitter. We'll get to it later because oh. Willie Colon is waiting oh. right now. Former Steelers and Jets guard now doing work for SNY in New York at ESPN. Willie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? No problem. Good morning. What's going on, guys? You yes, got it, man. Last night, I want to start with that first game from a couple angles. First off, the Minnesota Vikings had five new starters on that offensive line that did not play one snap together in the preseason but played pretty well last night. How difficult is that to do? Uh, well, it's hard because the lack of chemistry, uh, you know, especially when you build together a uh, new offensive line, it's all about communication. Uh, what did help is that the fact they were at home and, uh, you know, Bradford had a hell of a game. And all together, what you want to see out of guys that's coming into a situation like that is flat out just give, you know, balls to the wall effort, and they did. So uh, you got to give those guys credit. So, Willie, talk about uh, about that chemistry and how sometimes it takes a little longer for certain guys to jive together. I always talk about this the only unit on the football field that has to work in unison. You could say sometimes in that secondary you do, depending on how you're rolling your coverages, but you right. guys up front for sure – and sometimes does it just click? Sometimes it takes longer than other times? It takes a lot of repetition, man. I, I, I've i been on uh, different lines, uh, play with guys who've just been plug-and-play guys. And, you know, it's one, it's about trust. You know, you can learn the playbook all you want, but if you don't trust the guy next to you, it's never going to work. So that has to – that takes a while to build. And secondly, it takes a lot of communication with, you know, between the lines, you know, understanding calls, understanding nuances, understanding – uh, you know, what certain things mean. And it, it's hard to get five guys seeing the same thing and moving in the same direction. So that all takes time. It takes preparation. And then, so Minnesota is going to have to kind of start building in that direction. But over time, man, the only way to get through that is experience, getting those guys out there together and uh, trusting what they see with their eyes. Last night, Adrian Peterson's role with the Saints was very limited. Do you see it expanding at all throughout the regular season? Uh, yeah, but you got to say, this is, you know, this is a Saints offense that, you know, is built around Drew Brees. It's not going to be built around Adrian Peterson. So, uh, they have a stud backfield with Ingram and, uh, obviously the other guy behind them. Uh, but when you look at it from a total package, you know, they can't take the ball out of Drew Brees' hand. You know, he's their offense. So if it's, it's going to, it's not going to come down to the AP show. It's always going to be the Drew Brees show. And, and Peterson has to understand that it's not going to be, uh, you know, they ran the ball early. They just couldn't get it done. The Saints' offensive line was stagnant. They couldn't really get things going in the run game. So uh, you taking the ball out of Drew Brees' hands doesn't help the Saints. So they're going to have to find some type of balance that works for them. But I don't see Adrian Peterson having a big role because ultimately it's Drew Brees' offense. How did you deal with what now AP is trying to deal with, and that is your career is winding down. You're not uh, – I won't say insignificant. He's not insignificant because there's a reason they signed him because they think there's some tread left on those tires. But you see the writing on the wall, and now you're in a position you haven't been in before. It's like a guy who's been a a, a baseball player who's now just being resigned to a designated hitter. So how did you deal with that scenario? Oh, I didn't have to. You know, I was 
I was, you know, when I got to the Jets uh, from Pittsburgh, I was, I knew my role. My role was to be going there, being an enforcer, uh, having immediate impact in the run game. Uh, and I didn't feel like I was uh, dwindling. Uh, you know, I just started, mm-hmm. you know, my first year with the Jets, I blew my bicep. Uh, and then, you know, the following year or the year after that, you know, I hurt my knee. So it was more injuries and me kind of just getting nicked and suffering the injury bug. But I didn't feel like I was, uh, my role or my play was diminishing. I was just, I just kept getting knocked. But it's a hard transition. Uh, and I think for Adrian, it's all, you know, his whole career and everything he's ever done has been about him. You know, this is the same team that is, you know, the face of its identity is Drew Brees. And then they're going to have to kind of build uh, around Adrian and kind of make him feel at home. But uh, I think he understands when he got there, it was about Drew and not him. Gio and Jones, Willie Colon, former Steelers and Jets guard, now doing a lot of work in the media, SNY and ESPN. And I think that you won in both Pittsburgh and New York the media award, for lack of a better term. It was the guy who cooperated with the media the most and gave the best interviews and had the best relationship uh, with them. Uh, why were you so good at, at, at doing that, and why did you want to be good at doing that? Well, I don't, I don't think it's something that... You know, I put on my bucket list going into each season. Uh, I think it was more so if you know, I didn't believe, you know, being I'm a homegrown kid from New York, I didn't believe dumbing down the fan. I didn't believe, you know, kind of giving the fan or, or anybody kind of a roundabout answer. You know, you pay so much money sending those games, pay for parking, take your kids to the game. You know, you want to understand what's wrong with the product or the field or kind of get some insight. And I always want to give a fair answer uh, and a legit answer. So anytime the media approached me with something, whether it was good, bad, or, or the ugly, so to speak, I was just going to tell it from my heart. I wasn't going to lie. You know, I didn't. I wasn't one of those guys that spill all the beans in the house. But you know, listen, if I was a dad with a family and, and I'm paying two hundred bucks plus, you know, the world to see, you know, you know, I, I don't know Derek Carr play out in Oakland. You know, I want to understand why my Raiders suck or why they're doing good. Uh, so I, I just try to be honest about my approach to what's going on in the game. And I think people appreciated it. We'll be honest about your former team, the Jets. What's your assessment of them after week one? Well, I think it's a situation of how you look at it. You know, we went into this offseason thinking, hey, you know, we know we're going to have a lot of weapons on offense. You know the defense is going to be strong. Uh, you know, we drafted two young safeties who I thought played really well the other day. But, you know, altogether, this, was, this is going to be a team that you just wanted to see stay in the fight. You didn't want to see an outfit like last year who gave up uh, in the first quarter, who got blown out, or you know, when you hear about the, you know, last week, last year rather, uh, week three with guys, you know, flat out giving out on the season, you didn't want to see that. You know, fans know who the Jets are. They're not going to be very good talent wise, but you want to see a group of guys, you know, flat out, flat out fighting, scrapping. And that's what happened Sunday. So I was extremely happy. Those guys, was, they were, those guys were in the game. McCown played well uh, enough. You know, obviously he he, make, he didn't make some big throws at the end. Defense, of, you know, defensive line up front. You can't let uh, Shady McCoy have a day uh, that he had. So that was disappointing. But overall, you know, they stood in the game. They scrapped. The special teams played really well. Uh, they all held each other accountable. And after the game, because uh, on SOI we do the pre and post game. And I was happy with Tybo's message. He was, listen, this is week one. You know, we didn't. The season isn't over because we lost to the Buffalo Bills in week one. We still got a lot of games to play. We got a root group. We got a fight. And, I, and that's what you gotta. And that's what you gotta anticipate from the Jets. They're gonna stay in there, gonna fight, and they'll give it all they got. So I was happy with that. Talking to Willie Colon on CBS Sports Radio, I know that you're really close to Ben Roethlisberger. When you heard him right after the season last year throw out that retirement stuff, and now he had to think about it, uh, did you laugh or did you take him seriously? 
No, I took him really serious. Uh, I think for me, knowing Ben, you know, he's has three kids. Uh, he's he's been through three eras of football, uh, two Super Bowls. I mean, he's he's been through a lot of football, a lot of injuries. He's been through a lot of you know himself personally. You know, I think at some point we, I think the Steelers are kind of and everybody else are kind of, you know, we're kind of spoiled. We just expect them to be out there no matter what. And I, I think at this point, you know, he's worried about his health and and the state of his family. He wants to be there for them. And I, so I totally respect it. You know, he's a he's a Christian man. He's a God fearing man altogether. And he wants to, you know, he wants to see his kids, you know, be out there running around. And I think he's worried about his own health at times. And like any ball player, so I don't think it's. I don't think it's just him. I think when you get there up in age, I think he's 35. You know, you, you start looking around and say, hey, you know, I've, I've done a lot in my career. I got to, I got some youngins to look after, and I have to put these things in perspective. So, uh, And if he if he was to hang it up today, I mean, he he's definitely a Hall of Famer. So uh, he's, he's had an amazing career. We were discussing rookie running backs and the great uh, initial weekend for these guys, a number of them, what would be your advice? Because you're the one up there trying to open up holes for these uh, newcomers. What would be your advice to rookie running backs entering the league? Uh, pretty much, you know, a lot of rookie running backs are coming to the league. Uh, it's it's a transition of them just learning the playbook, um, understanding different protections, and, and pretty much, you know, stay healthy. You know, because as much as we want you to be that, that lead back and that, and I got to kind of, you know, lead the charge. You know, we need you the whole season. So, you know, when you can get out of bounds, get out of bounds. When you can run, run. Uh, it's all about being playing smart and being efficient. And that's what you – and let the game come in a lot, you know, let the game come to you. Uh, that's the hardest thing for any rookie, especially when you get to the NFL. You, you want to do so well. You want to play – you know, you want to play a part. It's not trying to force things. Let things come to you and, and just make it work. I think that's what Ezekiel Elliott last year did a great job of. Are you one of those guys that misses the game every time there's a Sunday morning and you smell the grass, or are you on the other side where you're like, man, I'm done. I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing. That was great, but I'm glad I'm not doing it. No, I, I miss the game. I definitely do. You know, in my eyes, uh, I would have loved to play it over five years. Uh, obviously, my knees uh, had different plans. Uh, overall, you know, I, I, I'm forever grateful for what the game gave me and the opportunities I had uh, getting drafted to the Steelers and then being able to come home and play for the Jets, but uh, so at times I get a little, you know I get a little sad, but you know it's, it's life, you know. But I'm extremely happy with the platform, you know, SMY has given me. Uh, when I walked into the building, they treated me like family from day one, and I get to cover uh, the Jets and, and talk football. So I'm blessed in that regard. You don't get to cover Hofstra anymore because they don't have a football team. What happened? Oh, Captain Obvious, you had to throw that one out there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets past me, Willie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I went to Hofstra. I uh, I remember the good old days. Exactly. So. Uh, they need to bring back Hofstra football. I'm waiting for. Uh, hopefully, it'll come back one day. Hey, let me ask you about a philosophy that uh, new head coach Anthony Anthony Lynn out of San Diego employed last night. He didn't feel like his starters had uh, gotten enough work during the preseason. So sure. you, you 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 know as I know uh, the Bats don't play that much in that last preseason ball game. So he wanted to keep them, you know, somewhat fresh. So he played and and leaned on his his backups during the game. And you saw they got behind eight ball, but they did make a comeback there and had the field goal blocked. How did you feel coming out of camp as a starter, not playing that much in that that last preseason game, and now you about to go into a four quarter intense full regular season game? Yeah, that seemed to be the thing this season. I mean, you saw it with Brady, you saw it with a lot of teams. They just didn't have that speak, uh, just because they didn't, you know, they didn't play a lot through the preseason. 
that ring rust, if you will, is real. For me, I never suffered that because offensive linemen, we played. I played. So uh, I know in Pittsburgh we have hard training camps. Uh, we played during the preseason. And then when I got to the Jets, you know, I had Rex. And we were we were a downhill team. So I, I was in the mix. So I never felt when it came opening day uh, I was kind of behind. I think for a lot of teams now, because the risk factor, you know, guys get injured. Uh, you know, you see you see what happens to Edelman and some of these guys who are impact guys for your team, they get in danger preseason. So I think a lot of head coaches and powers would be a little apprehensive as far as giving their guys a lot of reps. you got to worry about the value. But I, I think it's a legit concern. But I don't know how to mask it or control it. You know, if you can only play football, football you can't protect guys from playing football or kind of get them ready. If they're not out there kind of seeing things in front of them and, and being in a mix of live bullets, you know, it's hard to kind of simulate simulate that type of aspect of it. So it's interesting. But I I I know Anthony Lynn. He was a running back coach when I was with the Jets. You know, he's he's one of those guys I believe in. You know, getting getting his guys to play hard and play downhill with the running backs and and playing behind their defense. So uh, they'll they'll be fine. Last one for me, Willie. If you were still a Steelers offensive lineman, you watched the Le'Veon Bell holdout. How would you feel about it? Because it seemed like Antonio Brown, a couple guys on the defense, weren't too happy that he was there. Uh, what would your reaction be? Uh, that he wasn't. Uh, there? I'm sorry that he wasn't there. I apologize. Right. Yeah, that he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, you know, I'm I'm never going to put my hand in no man's pockets. You know, that's that's his business. I'm never going to tell him to be there. Uh, at the end of the day, because I, obviously you need him there. Uh, he is a part of the Triple B trilogy between Ben and, and Antonio, and he, obviously him. But overall, you know, I, I think when it comes to other players' contract situations and, and what's going on with them, that's none of my business. I'm never going to put my hand in another man's pocket. All I could do is be supportive and be for be there for him as a teammate. And I think it's unfair that other teammates do that. You know, how he ever even wants to handle his situation, that's between him and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the offense alignment, I can only do what I had to do and, and get it done. How does this Yankee season end? Uh, hopefully in the playoffs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Yankees is kicking butt. So I I don't know. I think overall you just want to see the Yankees keep, you know, building momentum. You know, you want to see how I start and pitching and picking it up. Uh, Severino and CeCe and, and all, you know, Tanaka all together. You want to see these guys really start making that push because we're going to need them. And I, but I thought, you know, Batances – uh, we got to see him do a better job as a closer. He and Chapman, both of them, man, they yeah. make it interesting in the late innings. Exactly. They're blowing a couple, so we got to get those guys sparked up, ready to roll. Willie, great talk to you, man. We appreciate the time this morning. No problem. Good morning, guys. I'll see you later. All right, Willie Cologne, former. We're going to see you. Yeah, well, it'd be Where nice we gonna if we see you? Oh, We might see him around. We'll see I don't know. You never know. Uh, Willie, former Steelers and Jets Gardner with us in Wine ESPN, doing a nice job for them. We're coming right back. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I just watched this Sergio Dip response <laughs> on Twitter, this Twitter video. <laughs> So we'll play a little bit later in the show, but he takes an odd tact to respond to <laughs> people laughing at him last night in his wow. sideline report. He was the sideline reporter for the second Monday Night Football game on ESPN. He had Beth Moens and Rex Ryan in the booth. He had, I mean, he's an ESPN Deportes guy, um, and he just he didn't do a good job. Right. It's just the way it was. It wasn't so any good. That? So, I mean, his response 
Uh, Let me tell you. (laughs) Kevin Frazier from CBS is going to join us in uh, entertainment tonight. He is a guy who's done just about everything. So I'm excited to talk to him about some stuff. Entertainment. Yeah. Does it all. One of the things I want to ask him, though, and I think we could fit it in here, Pete, right? I think so. Was this Jim Carrey interview. Mm. And I, I want to play it now so listeners know what we're talking about. So let's just play. This is Jim Carrey on the red carpet for some Harper's Bazaar thing. And he just went off the rails. What? I've covered a lot of fashion weeks. This is the first time I've run in to Jim Carrey. Wait, tell me. Is it true you're wandering the streets? You need a date to the party? What's up? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I just, uh, you know, there's no meaning to any of this. So I, uh, I wanted to find the most meaningless thing that I could f- come to and join. And, uh, and, uh, and here I am. They're celebrating- I mean, you got to admit, it's completely meaningless. Well, they say they're celebrating icons inside. Celebrating icons. icons. Boy, that is just the absolute lowest aiming, you know, possibility that we could come up with is like icons what do you do you believe in icons i don't believe in personalities i don't believe that you exist but there is a a wonderful fragrance in the air you don't believe certain icons have the power to make change to think differently to be bold to inspire others artistry you're one of them on the good foot (laughs) you shut it down now Yeah, no, I, uh, I I don't believe in icons. Uh, I don't believe in personalities. I believe that peace lies beyond personality, beyond invention and disguise, beyond the red S that you wear on your chest that makes bullets bounce off. I believe that it's deeper than that. I believe we're a field of energy dancing for itself. And... Uh, I don't care. But, Jim, you got really <laughs> dressed up for the occasion. You look good. No, I was didn't that an accident? Up. I didn't get dressed Who up. Who did? There, there is no me. There's no you. No. We're not no. here. This is a dream? There's just things happening. And there are clusters of tetrahedrons moving around together. Okay. Yeah. So what's happening in our world right now? Because there is a lot of news that actually is relevant that's not that yeah. Here's uplifting. the thing. It's not our world. None that's of this is key. real? Nope. nope. So you're just passing We don't matter. Through. We don't matter. Oh, wow. This is the good news. Okay. <laughs> Wow, I, I want mean, what he's on. Yeah, <laughs> he had on a that jacket he was wearing was jamming. He makes some uh, salient points in there. There were one or two. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, but you can't live with that attitude. Mm-hmm. Like we don't matter. Like if you really think about the universe and the cosmos right. and all that stuff, and then what we are. Yeah, he's right. And icons and and false idols and all that stuff. Okay, you're right. All right, but, but if you live. Thinking like you are nothing, mm-hmm. that is a really, really depressing you, life. You see this picture uh, of him with our girl Taylor Hill? Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. wow. Looked like he mattered then, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was courtesy of E, the interviewer, was Kat Sadler. And, uh, hey, Kat. She, she did a nice job. You don't matter, girl, but I can run. smell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Frazier next. We'll talk to him about that. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. I don't care. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.